0: The following production is brought to you by the Talkin' Buds Leave Show. We interrupt this off season hiatus to bring you a special summer mega in studio summer mega of the talking buds leaf show our entire mantra throughout the off season has been when there's actual real news to discuss we will be back here to discuss it we're a little later than we would have liked to have been that is my fault i was away on vacation i'm back we're ready to get ryan is leaving on vacation tomorrow but made the time to be in here to talk about this. We got tons of stuff to talk about. You and I chit-chatting before we hit record here about how unhinged this fan base is currently. About every single thing this team does. There are like insane takes from all aspects. It's just... It's wild. One of the things that I also take a break from when the Leafs uh, are in in the offseason is social media and checking back in on it over the weekend i was that's the right decision because it's it's wild yep just takes flying everywhere about every little thing about this team and it's just let's get into it buddy my favorite is the how many people most of these people before last week at the draft had never heard the two words east and cowan but as soon as the Leafs drafted him, they knew everything there was to know about Easton Cowan and why it was an absolutely terrible draft. Why'd they get a player like this? Why'd they get a player like this? <laughs> Shut up. I, I know, I know. That is the theme of this offseason for me, for fans. Shut the fuck up. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm right there with you, man. I'm right there with you. It's it's so... There, people are just... Insane when it comes to everything this team does. And it's like, we're still kind of early in the offseason. Like, are you going to do this? Are you going to do this? Like, go, go on vacation. Go lay on a beach somewhere. Relax. We've got all next season to talk and debate about this. All right. So, free agency's come and gone. A lot of guys left. A bunch of new guys have come in. So what I think we're going to do is we're going to go through the list of every guy that left and every guy that they've signed and re-signed. I'm just going to say the names, and then you and I are going to discuss them, and we're just going to kind of roll through the list. You ready to go? Let's go. Ryan O'Reilly signs a four-year, $4.25 million AAV deal with the Nashville Predators. Your thoughts on this? It was reported that the Leafs tried to keep him, he decided that he would rather take his talents to Nashville. Tree Living made Tree Living made kind of a weird comment in his, like, free agency press conference about how being a Toronto Maple Leaf and like, the spotlight of that isn't for everyone, and not every guy loves that. There's also there was also a bunch of rumors and and Twitter scuttlebutt about him feeling like it was a bad dressing room or a quiet dressing room. But at the end of the day, O'Reilly goes to Nashville. Yeah, I thought the comments were a little odd. I mean, I didn't really understand them, to be honest with you. But, I mean, we 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 praised that acquisition. But at the end of the day, after what I saw, even though obviously the guy is a beauty and you'd like to have a character like guy like that on your team. But to me, you cannot have him and John Tavares on the same team playing the same position. On line two and line three, they are just too similar. One's better defensively. One's better offensively, but they both have one thing in common. They can't skate. So, I mean, I think Ron O'Reilly's a great hockey player. I I really like the guy. I'm not going to sit here and speculate about. We all know all the rumors about the room and the culture around this team. There's no need to. This isn't a new discussion for us. But, um, I mean, whatever, like just, I I didn't think he was the best fit for them anyways. I think him and John, they're too similar. They both don't have very good wheels and they're going to need somebody who could skate on that third line center ice position. Noel Achari follows Kyle Dubas to Pittsburgh three years, 2 million bucks. Um, I, I mean, I'm sure that's a deal. The Leafs would have liked to have given him, but he, he decided to take his talents to Pittsburgh and that's that dime a dozen. Yeah, yeah, I, I liked him. I liked him a lot. He's, yeah, he's a g- great bottom six player. But whatever, it just didn't work out. Yeah, not gonna miss him too much. Luke Shen, three years, two point seven five million. Also with the Nashville Predators. So this has been reported by uh, all the pundits that the Leafs tried hard to keep Luke Shen, but they weren't gonna give him a three year de- deal at two point seven five. So it just kind of is what it is. Had to take his money, wasn't going to lose sleep over it. Let's just say that. Obviously great playoff performance, but over the span of eighty two and just like are we really gonna just cry about Steam has way bigger problems than figuring out its fifth or sixth defenseman. So I just they gotta be looking at fixing one, two, three, and four before they fix five and six. Okay, here's where it gets fun. Justin Hall, three years, three point four million with the Detroit Red Wings. I always thought very highly of Steve Eiserman as a general manager um until I saw this deal. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Guys <laughs> Sucks. He does so bad, man. I'm so like. But you know what? Of 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 all of the X Leafs that are now gone, this was not the most egregious contract that was handed out. But it's still pretty bad. The last three names. I mean, like like I'd say one of those names, whatever. But like this is one of two names where like I was ready to. To throw a going away, but like, see you <laughs> later. later, man. You, you, I, you were ready to drive happier. him to the airport. You'll yeah. drive him to the little Caesars Arena. I couldn't be happier than that contra. See you later, buddy. <laughs> yeah, like, I know, oh. I know, I know. Thank God. It's a puzzling, it's a puzzling signing for sure. I think teams, if you don't, if you've never seen Justin Hall play hockey, you, you look at his, his, um, like his his physical attributes like he's a big guy can kill penalties can play in your top 4 Rob, but it's like if you watch him shift to shift it's it, the yeah, guy no, literally no got his face beaten by Ryan <laughs> Nugent-Hopkins <laughs> like, Yeah he did Yeah he did he. Yeah, he didn't just lose that fight. He got his his ass ass handed to him by Ryan Nugent. And then Corey Perry filled him in in the playoffs, too. That's, yeah, see you later. This is one guy we're just, good. goodbye. Alex Kerfoot, two years, $3.5 million for the Arizona Coyotes. Listen, I don't want to, Alex Kerfoot seems like a really nice human being, um, Sheldon Keefe spoke repeatedly About how beloved he was in the room And how they all loved him And, and I totally believe that But I'm i am I'm pretty happy That I never have to watch Another Alex Kerfoot Go out there and skate around And achieve absolutely nothing Shift of hockey For the rest of my Toronto Maple Leaf fandom life Yeah, When I saw Alex Kerfoot Sign somewhere else I just did this Opened up a can of beer and just... (laughs) For you on audio, I'm sorry, but... Cheers. Alex. Goodbye. Let's make me want a double fist. I was so happy. I saw a lot of ridiculous contracts handed out on free agency day. It's always the case. There's always guys who get the bag where it's like, really? You're paying that? I'm sorry. In my personal opinion... Mike Bunning for three years at 4.5 million in Carolina is one of, if not the worst, deals. And Mike Bunting is nowhere close to a $4.5 million hockey player. You know I'm what? I, I I don't I I don't really agree with you. Like I I don't think it's that egregious, to be honest with you. I like, would not give him $4.5 million. Here's a guy who was an absolute nobody. And Kyle Dubas just found him out of the blue, came in, It went a little sour at the end year two, but I'd say for 85% of his career with the Maple Leafs, he got dropped in a top in a top line role where he can, where he proved that he could score goals like back to back years of 23 goals. First year, 63 points. Second year, 49. He's always been a plus player. He's kind of a, kind of a dick. Like you know what I don't I actually don't think four and a half million I know I know it's, like like if if you if they paid him like well, like that's, what, what, that's like, what if they paid him if they paid him like two and a half three like if he got yeah but that's just, that's like a, that's like what the going rate is for a guy who can play with top players and contribute offensively like yeah, I don't I just like and, I think the Justin the, Hall Justin Hall should be making league minimum for God's sakes like and, at least at least this guy is proven that. You can drop him in with top players, and he's not going to be a complete loser. Well, that's another thing. the 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 Carolina fit is weird to me because Carolina's a team that struggled to score goals. It's like Michael Bunting is not going to go out there. And sc- Michael Bunting scored goals because he was playing with Austin Matthews, and like, I, maybe they were looking for a little bit of bite too. Like you look what the Leafs have done. Maybe Carolina was doing the same thing. They're like, we kind of like how this guy's a bit of a dink, like on the ice. Like maybe maybe they need that type of guy who can. Stir it up. I found it weird that he went to Carolina. That's what that's I. That's what I said. That, that's weird. what I mean. The 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 yeah. Not even just like fit is strange. Fit. It's just like Carolina. Like really. Like I don't know. Okay. You know what I I I will say though. Like I I coming on here and shit talking Mike Bunning. I think is not the right thing to do. I think for the most part in his two years as a Maple Leaf, he was a pretty good player and he he contributed and he scored some goals and. He was always he always gave his best effort. He was always in it. I I, have, I really don't have a lot of bad things to say about Michael Bunning, other than by the end with the whole referee situation, it got a little sour. But I, overall, I thought he had a pretty good two year. I've, I've got nothing against the guy personally. I just don't think he's a four point five million dollar hockey player. That's Fair just, enough. That's just that's just how I feel. Okay, let's get into the fun part. All the new guys, the new look, Maple Leafs, the the names on this list sent leaf Twitter into just spiral territory. By the end of July 1st, it was fire Bradtree Living. It was it it was wild. So let's get into it. Let's go chronologically. They re-signed David Kampf just ahead of free agency. Four years, $2.4 million. Your thoughts on that? Is that is that a lot to pay a guy who is essentially, I guess he's the third line center now. Yeah, like, I mean, I, I don't, I don't, David Kampf is, is just one of those guys where like, I don't, like some nights I really like him and some nights it's kind of like, Whatever, like, you know, but I, all, all I know is he's a good penalty killer. He's a, he's a, he's a he's utility player. He's apparently a guy, he's in amazing shape. You see, like, he's, I, I don't know, like, I, I think he's a pretty good little hockey player, like a two point, like, come on, like, are we, when, when did 2.4 become 5.5? Like, if anything, this free agency overall, like, I think the numbers are lower than what they usually are. Like, to me, like, if it was David Camp three and a half, I'd be like, all right, like, what the hell is going on here? But it's, like, really going to cry over 2.4? Like, I, I don't know. Like, they seem to like him. And, like, he hasn't really given you a reason not to like him. I don't know. Like, I, I don't mind him as a player. He's a reliable guy. Like, would I like to be a little more physical? Like, maybe. But overall, he he's, plays, he's he plays your some classic, role. Yeah. yeah. He's your classic utility player. Like, when have you ever been, like, I don't know. It it just, that came down to, I'm going to trust the organization that they just really like this guy and they wanted to lock him up, but he's still only 28. He's like, he's not, he's not an old guy. So that brings him to his early thirties here. Like whatever. Like you want to give David camp another go, give David camp another go of my list of guys. I can't stand. He's not at the top. So it's whatever. That's a very level-headed take Ryan. Yeah. What wasn't level-headed was the reaction to one of the first signings that came out on, for agency day. Ryan Reeves signs a 3-year, $1.35 million deal with the Maple Leafs. Oh. Man, oh man. So many thoughts around this signing. I think the people the naysayers who didn't like it were upset at the 3-year term oh. and the 1.35 given his age and the 1.35 for a guy who may or may not play in the playoffs. The other side of that coin is you cannot deny that the toughest guy in the National Hockey League is now wearing a Toronto Maple Leaf uniform in a division that just had Milan Lucic come back to it and Tanner Janot with, with the Tampa Bay Lightning. Though, Lucic and Janot are two guy, two heavyweights in this league, and even those guys will think twice before they want to drop the gloves with Ryan Reeves. Yeah. So it's this is like a, a culture dre- dressing room altering. Like we talked earlier when we were discussing Ryan O'Reilly about the dressing room and everything that has been said about the dressing room, they targeted a very specific personality type with three of these signings, and it was to alter the DNA or chemistry or vibe in the room, if you will. So your thoughts on Ryan Reeves? There's a lot to unpack about this signing, because this is where, like, the crying began. Like, this is where this was a big cry fest. And I, I you know what? I actually understand the, the the part of him, like, not playing in the playoffs. Like, okay. Like, I can kind of see that. Like, are we signing the greatest hockey player ever here? No. Okay. But, like, like are, I'm not one crying about 1.35 for three years. It's like, how many times has this guy been moved around the league? Because at one point or another, every team... Wanted exactly what Brad tree living wanted when they, when they got this guy, it's like, here's the tough undisputed toughest guy in the league. Like you want to bring him in for the exact reason that you just named right there. And it's like, Oh, I don't like the three years. I don't like the three years. I don't... It's 1.3. Shut up. Like that is so dumb. Here's what I know. And I don't know if this is weird saying this. You just signed a guy who's walking into your dressing room who immediately has the biggest dick in the room. Yeah, he's 100% <laughs> who's literally going to yeah. make every single guy like everyone's going to walk by him like, you know, like everyone's yeah. going to like talk about him and like he's going to be like, oh, my God, there's right. Like, you know, like, yeah. and you heard him with his interview where he's like, oh, I like to plan the parties. I like to drag everybody out. It's like, you know what? I, I go. I'm straight old guy on this take. I love it. Like, why not bring in the guy who's known as the toughest guy in the league? What What's the worst that it could do? And you're gonna cry over three years, like whatever, man. It's also and, and a it, contract that if in the last couple of years, like year and a half, year, y- y- he can go play for the Marlies. It's not a or it's like not some a- other team would probably want yeah. want him again because guess what, the guy's a badass, yeah. like you know, and like whatever. Like I, I'm just straight old guy, and exact. And if you really kind of like connect the dots here, if what Ryan O'Reilly was really, if they he really said that, and they were kind of alluding to that. This is exactly the guy you pick up and you drop in to fix that room because I don't care if he's a fourth liner. No, nobody's, nobody's fucking with this guy. <laughs> yeah, like I yeah, promise nobody, you that yeah, nobody, like, nobody, nobody. Next signing. This was another one that everyone was really puzzled, myself included. Um, John Klingberg, one year, four point five, four point one five million. John Klingberg was statistically the worst defenseman in the National Hockey League last year. He is an all offensive defensemen, they're hoping that when they bring him in, they can get the version of Klingberg that played in Dallas as opposed to the version that played in Anaheim. The Anaheim Ducks, in fairness, were an awful hockey team last year. Terrible. So this is just another sort of offensive guy that I'm thinking, that, I'm, that I think that they could see maybe quarterbacking power play too. And just, I don't know, like... Depth on defense, although they're paying him four point one five million, so it's like it's not really a guy that you're gonna have at like seventh six seven, who's like rotating in and out every night. Yeah, I mean to me, this is just like they couldn't. They clearly couldn't get somebody they actually wanted. Well, apparently, they were in on on Matthew Dumba. Yeah, and they and couldn't they, make it happen. And you know what? So they, they they saw a name that once had success, and like I. The only, like, whatever, like, I, I agree with what everybody says. Like, it really doesn't make that much sense. All, all I know is the guy can actually move his feet and skate, and I think that's what they were lacking a little bit. But it's, again, like, it's a one-year deal. It's, I, honestly, like, what I'm noticing so far is, like, I'm actually sticking up for tree living a lot. Yes. Like, yes. early you are, on. You, I, yeah. Like, listen, I really yeah. am. I, like, would, I would say that this pr- podcast is going to be largely pro-Brad tree living. Yeah, like I'm really sticking up for this guy. Like, I, I don't know why. I just I just feel the need to. It's just what, what's the harm in a one-year deal? Like, really? Like, wouldn't it be cool? Like, to me, wouldn't it be cool if like every team just signed a bunch of like one year deals yeah. for these for guys? Yeah. Like, this guy's been terrible for years and he once had a really solid reputation and was a highly touted guy. Like, what if he just returned to that? That'd be amazing. But if he doesn't, then next year, see you later. Yeah. Like, at least we're not if it was. and you are looking at cap friendly and you saw four more years on added onto that. I'd be like, okay, what the hell is going on here? But whatever. It's a one year deal. We'll see what happens. People might be right. People might be wrong. I don't know. I don't really have an opinion on the player. I haven't seen him play enough, but at least it's one year. Without question, my favorite signing of the bunch, Tyler Bertuzzi, one year, 5.5 million. This is the exact type of hockey player that this team has been searching for for years. A guy who... This guy's an an upgrade on Mike Bunning. You can put him on the wing with Matthews and Marner, and he's, he's a... He's a skilled forward that can score you some goals that isn't allergic to a scrum that is going to get in there and play with an edge to him. Like, again, with the, the theme of the guys they've signed, they all play with an edge, snot, as Brad Tree Living put it. Yeah. We need a little more snot to our game. And this is the exact kind of guy that they have looked for for their top six. For how many For how many years has, has have you heard someone say, man, wouldn't it be great if they could get a guy like Ty- Tyler Bertuzzi to play in their top six? this is without question my favorite of the guys they sign. I think this, I was like, I jumped up and did a fist pump when I saw that they, they signed this guy. And he's got the same birthday and he was, he's born the same year and he's the exact same birthday as me. So, I mean, guy's gotta be a legend, yeah. you know? So <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, it's, exactly. It's like, they just, this guy has a reputation of playing a certain way. And he's also has a reputation that he can play on a top six and contribute. So it's, also gotta like, love giddy he, up i also love how he just told the Bruins. yeah time with the leafs like, so love and, and love i think that. and i think um like what what friedman said on 32 thoughts was very smart it's like if you want to go somewhere like put the put the playoff success aside like look at mike bunning mike bunning is is the proof of this like you go to toronto Luke Shen too, luke shen too Yeah, you go to toronto you get plugged in on that top six you go play with Mitch or Austin or somebody and like you're going to you're going to have your opportunity to look very good in the regular season. And that could lead to your next big payday either with the Leafs or with with elsewhere. So like yeah, I I mean I I mean I don't I haven't listened to too many nerd takes about this one, but it seems like all like the old school like hockey guys and all the old players, every no one had a bad thing to say about this. Signing. No, I was, I was again one year deal too. It's like, what? How can you cry about a one year deal? Like, I was sitting relaxing on vacation and jumped out of my chair and did a fist pump yeah. when I saw this. How could you cry about a one year deal? Like, who cares? Like, this is ex- ex- what you said earlier is exactly it. It's like how many times have you watched Bertuzzi and you're like. God, I wish this guy was elite. Yes, you know? like he's somebody exactly like one of those guys that plays with piss and vinegar. Yeah. And, is, and you're just always like, that's the kind of guy they need. That's the type of player. Yeah, love I got, it. I got another one of those guys, too, because the prodigal son, the literal prodigal son is returning to the city in which his father is a living legend. Max Domi signs a one-year, $3 million deal with the Maple Leafs. Another signing I really, really love. You reference Friedman on 32 Thoughts talking about how he wants this. He's coming in here highly motivated to remain a Toronto Maple Leaf for a really long time. I think the fan base is going to fall in love with this kid. I think it's just... there's a lot of potential here for for a a nice story and for this guy to have uh, um, a good season. And I I said Bertuzzi is an upgrade on Bunting, and I think Domi is an upgrade on Kerfoot. Yeah, I I think the only thing I'll say about him is I hope he doesn't get here and he just tries to be David Clarkson off the bat and, like, does a little too much to... One hundred percent. And like, that's know, why like when people that, that would be the one thing I'd say about him. I could yeah. see him being that type of guy where like he's so amp like he has all the makings to be just like an absolute fan favorite. Like I don't think he's like a dominant player. Like look at the team. He's played for every half yeah. half the league. No, but like, he's you another know, just- guy. He's another guy, though, that that comes with you can play in your bottom six and sometimes maybe move up to your top six that plays with, with snot, yeah. as Brad J. Yeah. Living I said. Mean, that, that's the number one thing, As we know this guy can be a prick, which is very nice. I think he kind of has the potential, like big goal potential. I don't think he's going to be getting 80 points or anything. It'd be interesting to see where they play him, but I just hope that he comes in and he doesn't try to do too much right off the bat and does something stupid. Well, I was listening to, I was listening to uh, Kiprios on the fan morning show this morning and, and they were discussing that. And he said, you know, maybe early in his career, that might've been a bit of a bigger concern, but now that he's been in the league a while and has like kind of been around the block and played for all these teams. That's why when people online were saying he should wear number 28, it's like, no, no, he's wearing number 11. Great number. And don't, he, th- that, and that's on Tree Living and that's on Sheldon Keefe to sit him down and go, you're not your dad. Like, you're Max. You're not Ty. Yeah. Go out and play Max's game. You can actually game. contribute more offensively yes. than your dad. You're not yeah. going to be as tough as your dad, but you could be a prick. Let Ryan Reeves worry about filling the role that your dad yeah. filled. And, and then you, and you, then go you can go. You can drop the mitts with some moke who you can take. Yeah. You, know, like, you can drop the mitts with Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Yeah. No, no. Max. Ryan Nugent Hopkins will be walking away from that. You can drop the gloves with, I don't even know, but it's somebody. Somebody, but I mean, I, I mean, if you look at him Bertuzzi, bro, they're both 28 years old. Like they're both kind of older, like they're not in their thirties yet, but they're kind of older dudes in their later twenties. Both are kinda... dudes who have kind of been in the league for a while, who are coming in here, who are excited to be here with something to prove. And you can, yeah, dude, like, and, and if like, Hubs... one, thing, one thing you know about this team, like if you're a player looking to cash, which I know Max wants to be with the Leafs long-term, but like. One thing we know about this team is they could sure look like the goats in the regular season, <laughs> oh, yeah. baby. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Hey? It's, and it's like, it's it's just very a little, clear a little, a little through the legs, yeah. a little toe drag. Legs. Hey, we look like legends <laughs> of the regular. Hey? I, um I, I, I tweeted this and some guy got mad at me because it was one of these guys who you can't say anything negative about the Leafs ever, some idiot, but you cannot look at Reeves Bertuzzi and Domi. And tell me that there wasn't a specific choice here and there wasn't a discussion had about the core guys in this room and how soft they are when the going gets tough and to bring in guys who are going to push back and make it a little harder and try and open up some space. One for these guys to move and also to get them a little more motivated. It's clear as day. And if you are denying that, Go talk to a professional because you're just in denial about reality and life. Like I'm I sorry. I love every second of it too. I love the more we the more we're talking about it, the more I'm excited. About yes, it. and and uh, absolutely. And I thought Brian Hayes made it made an awesome point where he said, you know, like when the season ended last year. We all sat and thought about sitting through another 82 and we're like, oh my God. I don't they've brought in some exciting guys here. So now you're excited to get regular season get go to get going because you're like, all right, I want to see where Matt's dome fixed. I want to see what Tyler Pertuzzi can do. I want to see Ryan Reeves and Tanner Jeannot the first time the Leafs play the lightning. Yeah. Set the tone. Yeah. Like I wanna see, it. honestly, you know what guy I always forget about? Oh. Matthew Nice. Matthew Nice. There's a guy another in this full-time lineup. Another full time guy. There's a guy in this lineup who I honestly, like, when I'm thinking about the lineup, I, I, for some reason, it just goes over my head. I just don't think about it. But, like, there's another guy you can plug. Like, I, honestly, like, I'm looking at the roster right now. I think they're way better. Like well, I think well, the, no, hold on, hold on. you're looking at the their yeah yeah. Well, we, yeah, whoa, yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. we're yeah. not we're not there yet. Yeah. But but they, they still got they still got like if we're looking at moves, like they're they, they're taught they're a forward look group. Like maybe we're just old guys and we're just buying into this hype way too much. But it's just I don't know, man. Maybe it's just name value. Like I don't know. But they they look better to me. I'm sorry, or they look or what Hayes said. They look more exciting to me. Yeah, like I, I don't know. Well, yeah, but you look at, like, if you scroll down and you look at their defense, it's very clear. Oh, rap. Yeah, <laughs> yes, it's very Garbage. You're not winning a Stanley Cup with that defense No. Form. So they still have a lot of work to do. They got to find a way to get, um, to m- move Matt Murray's money out. I actually saw something on Twitter today from, uh, I can't remember who it was from, but basically was saying that they're con- they would consider adding Nick Robertson in as a sweetener for somebody to take Matt Murray's contract. Which shows you what they think of Nick Robertson. Yeah, good. Like why why do they need Nick Robertson? Like yeah. I know the guy's got some talent, but like the, the guy literally got rocked last year and he was done because he's five foot two. Like it's I don't know. Yeah, like, Matt, the whole Matt Murray thing is just like yeah. I, I don't even know what you do with that. Ideally man. ideally ideally you, you you move out Murray and you you Although I saw today Samsonov's going to arbitration, so if, but so if you can get Samsonov signed to a good deal and you can and go with him and Wall, I think that's fine. I think Aiden Hill winning a Stanley Cup changed everything for everyone when it comes to like going out and getting a marquee. Like I don't I don't oh think yeah, he, yeah oh. I don't think people are super interested in in signing Connor Hellebuck to like a nine ten no. million dollar deal now. Like even though the Islanders did sign Sorokin to I think it was like an eight point two. The Islanders but- also signed. Pierre Ingvall to a seven-year deal. Somebody <laughs> needs to go check on Lou. Yeah. What the hell was like, that? It is. It, it, you are in a tough spot when you do have a really special goaltender in your organization, and he's and he's about to leave. Like, that is a... I don't... I would have a really hard time with that as well if I was a general manager. Like, Hellebuck wants out, so that's different. But, like, the Islanders have Sorokin. The guy's an absolute stud. Like, what what do you do? Let him walk? Like... Well, and I reference I, you know, like, I just said I said you what, know, what Aiden are to do? I just said, you know, Aiden Hill changes everything. But did you see the six defenseman in front of Aiden Hill? You saw them in person. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh. Just so, big boys who know yeah. how to get the puck out. Yes. Like so oh, that's their next horse sucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's yeah, it's not good. It's not good. It doesn't say you know, it, I I that that's might be a little too harsh. It's just like you're not winning a Stanley cup with no. these guys. No. I'm I'm sorry, no. like I like, ugh, I don't, I don't know what you do. Like, uh, all I know is if you're making a big trade for any of your, your with your top forwards, you you better be getting a defenseman. I'm, I'm sorry. Like they got. Well, you just they t- need help back there. Like you're looking at Connor Timmins. Yeah, I know. I know. Playing <laughs> big ice time. I know. I know. Like Mark Giordano, okay. love the guy, but, but like man. I know, guys like 80 years old. Yeah, like it's. At least got McCabe here for another two. Like you know, like Brody really want that ufa to be in 2023 i want him gone well the, but... there's been people have been uh his name has been bandied about in like trade discussion like because remember i don't think tree living loves him no tree living yeah i don't think Brad uh, tree living not that he said anything like that it's just like it's just tree living gets here and immediately you're seeing people talking about brody potentially being dealt well he, well, he let him walk in calgary yeah. i think that's that's the main reason Big doing. Well he'll be on he'll be on LT. I, I could see a scenario where some team they trade him his contract to somebody yeah. just for cap relief because he's his his career's over, unfortunately. All right. Give me uh give me uh where, where are we at here? Where are we at? Here? No, no, no. Well we're going, we're shifting gears now to yeah. the to the biggest storyline in Leaf yeah. Nation right now. William Nylander wants 10 million. The Leafs want to give him eight, five. This there's there's a whole holistic view around this conversation. And before I say it, I need to sit here and I need to hold up my hand and say, I Rob Furnish sat here beside you all year. And I was for Kyle Dubas and was like, let's re-sign him. He like, just, I don't think we should move on from him and all that. And you know what? I'm not saying I've 180 on Kyle Dubas, since he's left, you've it's sort of opened up a bigger picture of sort of what he left behind. And this situation with William Nylander is a huge part of it. Like Brad Tree Living now needs to step in, and this is so important for Brad Tree Living. He needs to step in and undo the culture of paying these guys whatever the hell they ask for that Kyle Dubas set and I feel bad that it's Willie. Yeah. In a perfect world, all things being equal, it would be Mitch Marner who I'd be shipping out of town, but I don't think that's going to happen. So it's going to come down to, to Willie, and I think I don't think Matthews is getting done until the the Willie thing is so interesting. And and I, I I I empathize with the guy, and I feel bad for him because he's sitting there going, "Wait a minute, I, I'm I'm. Have you seen the way?" Mitch Marner has played in the playoffs in the last two years, and the way I've played, have you seen? I had a forty goal year last year. You like, and you want me to take less so Matthews can turn around and sign a thirteen and a half million dollar contract? Screw that. So I like this is a tough one for for Tree Living, but it's so important here that the Leafs do not cave to these guys' demands because this is the is the the the, the what, what's the word I'm looking for the culture that kyle dubis created of bending over and giving these guys everything they want and you, you can't you can't do that anymore you can't that cannot happen here anymore yeah i mean i don't i don't blame william nylander at all for for any position he's taking on the money he thinks he should be getting like it, it's just it's not it's not anybody's fault other than kyle Dubas's, in my opinion like it's I, I totally agree with William Nylander. Like, why am I taking eight five if those moves in front of me are making way more than I am? Like, I'm I'm just as good as Mitch Marner. I may not play the PK, but other than that, like, I, I would just I, 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 I was I was your best player for probably I don't know like sixty games last year. Like, what do you like? Are you, are you kidding me? Like, why why would I take less than these guys? It's ridiculous. Uh, if I'm if I'm uh, Louis Gross, I'm walking into the negotiation with with Shanny and, and Tree Living and sitting down and just playing game tape of William Nylander shifts versus Mitch Marner shifts in the last two playoff years and going, tell me who tell me who the more impactful hockey player was. I'll wait. Like it's that it's that simple. Yeah, I know it's but that at, simple. But at the same time, again, what you said, like. This is this is the one mess point, that that yeah. Mister Mister President of Hockey Ops yeah. in Pittsburgh has left behind. But at one point, this has got to—you like, can't have all these guys making this much money, and it sucks how Willie's up first. Like you know, like I think I think whoever was up first kind of had to face the music. But like the well, yeah, way I'm looking at it right now is they got to move this guy. Yeah. Like I I don't I don't want them to move him. I I as someone who's been on this podcast has ripped this guy nonstop. I thought last year he was their best player for most of the year. And I I saw a real maturity in him, and he's a great hockey player, and I'd like to keep him around. To be honest with you, and but all things being equal, it's sh- I would move Mitch Marner. I think you feel the same way. I mean, yeah, I, I like, I think regular season wise, like I I, I do think Marner is more valuable, but but you, like Mitch Marner is a complete lost cause in the playoffs. Like we we know that for sure. So that's got to mean something at some point. But it's just. I feel really bad for William Nylander, and I and I and I in the position that Tree Living is in is is really challenging. But it's like you can't like, what do you gonna have? All these guys make making ten million, and Willie's in a tough spot too because who the hell else is gonna pay him ten million? Yeah. But since he, we're in this bubble and everyone's making this much money, and well, I and mean, I, so I don't blame him for being like, I it, want ten, like, but but if you're if you're William, if I'm him, I'm just looking at these guys and saying, okay, no problem, I'll play, I'll, I will play the last year of my deal and I'll, I'll go to UFA next year, and there'll be a bidding war for my services. But it will not be $10 million. That's the thing. It's like nobody's signing him for $10 million. Like, I'm sorry. Like, it, it, that's, that's the worst part about it. Well, what do you think he would get on the open market? Nine, nine and a half? Nine? I, like, what team's paying What that? would you give him? Like, if you're, if you're Bradtree Living, like, if I'm, if I'm Bradtree Living, I'm sitting across the table, and I'll say, Willie, six, seven years at $9 million. I, I just, I like, I don't know, man. Like, it's it's really this team really. I, I I think like what he's provided. He's like he is almost like worth it, but in a way, like you look at the way this team is structured, I think I think it's murder how John Tavares makes as much as he makes. But like, this team really needs to be balanced out, man. Like, they really well, need to be balanced out. That's like a it's huge... Just, that, and that's I a, like William Nylander a lot, and or either, either it's Nylander or Marner, but at the same time, it's like, I think just in the end, one of these guys has to go no matter how highly I think of them because, like, they just need, need a better decor, man. Yeah, like yeah. They need to fill in some more roles and use that money to... You need to get two players who both play two different roles who can plug into two different parts of your lineup who are going to provide two different things that you don't have right now. Yeah. Like, to me, like, I I don't... Like, do you really need another guy out there toe Dragon? Like, we already have enough of those guys, you know? Like, I know it's going to be very hard to replace 40 goals, but, like, you'll find it. Like, I feel like you'll find it eventually. Maybe, Maybe if you take those 40 goals and you you make your D chord better. Like you can prevent more goal. Like you don't need it as much. Like I just, I just think in the end, like you really want that Tavares deal to expire, but they just really That's... need to allocate some money into other places that are going to make them a better hockey team. When you look at their cat, every time I look at their cat friendly, I just see that 11 beside John Tavares, name. And I'm just yeah. like, Oh, like you need to have two. I don't mind having two guys at the top, making all the cake then like those two of those guys can't be making that money like I'm sorry like you just you just can't yeah like like you you need to make your lineup more balanced yeah the end of the day and I feel I feel bad for Willie he's been a great hockey player and I think based on what other guys are getting paid like I don't I don't blame him at all for doing this but I just think at one point well, if one you look of these at, guys has to go his, out the door. If you look at his his league compar- comparables, you're looking at the deal that Pierre luc Dubois just signed with the with the L.A. Kings. That's what you're looking at. But the problem is, is because of this culture and hierarchy that Kyle Dubis set up here, he's not looking at Pierre Luke Pierre Luke Dubois. He's looking at Mitch Marner, and he's going, "Yeah, that's who I compare myself to. I don't care what what everyone in the rest of the league's doing." Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, as I, he should. As yes, he should. Yes, and this is yeah. the problem with, with what Kyle Dubas did. Yeah, abs- as he should. Yes. Like, you know, like, I don't blame him at all. He should be doing that because it's stupid. But it's just, that's that's the way it is. What What do you think Austin Matthews is going to sign for? I don't know. I could see, I could see. I think anything thir- over thirteen and a half. and a half, like, that's a joke. Yeah. Like, to me, like, I'm sorry. Like um, McKinnon took a little bit more than McDavid. To me, to, to me, like yeah. if you're touching 14 here, like come, come on. Well, it's just it's it's clear. If that's what he wants, it's clear what his motivation is to get the bag, not to not to like do what's best for the team. Like you can still sign a deal that's a little richer than Nate McKinnon's. For like, three years. You really need more than 13. Like, you really need more than that. Like, to me, if, like, you want 13, then you better be signing for, like, I, I don't know. Like, if he's he's a smart guy, so he's not he's not going to sign an eight-year deal here. I'll be shocked if it's anything more than six. That's the way I look at it. But it's, like, you, you really need more than 13, man. Like, you, you hit 13, you're higher paid than McDavid and McKinnon. You made your point, man. Like, you really need more than that. Like it's just like that. That's at some point again. Like what I just said about those two players, it's a hard cap system. Like yep. you can't be eating that much money, man. Like we know you're a great player and you're gonna get paid like you're the best player in the league, basically. Yes. Why do you need more than thirteen? Like I'm sorry. Yeah, like it's, it's, it's. I think that's a great point. You're making a good living, man. I and I know you got to get your bread. It's a short career. The guy could go out and hurt himself and his career is over yeah, like you but know guess but what? The, yeah what yeah but, uh, yes yes that's true and you don't want to see that happen like I, I get the like i get the selfish side of it in a way but at the same time at, it's at, like, you're right at a certain point in, like, in, in, in you a hand more than 13 yeah at a certain like, point in a hard cap system like, you're, you're handicapping your own team yeah and it's like i said it shows that your motivation is to get the bag not to not to get paid but also help your team guess what Nathan McKinnon won a Stanley Cup. Yes, like, I, know. You know, I know. and, he was, and showed and up. He didn't have a good. He didn't have a great regular season last year. No, like I know he was dealing with injuries, but he did Like William Nylander has more ammo based on last season to go in there and be like, I deserve a, a legit pay increase here than I think Austin Matthews does. But Austin Matthews will get it because he's a former Hart Trophy winner and he's he's considered he's just, one yeah, of the best the, players in the world. Yeah, he's the face of the franchise. Yes, which I get. Like I they mean, don't want to lose him. And this is the last thing I wanted to touch on. Here, um, with, cause this could be, this will be our last episode until one of these guys signs or they make a major trade or something like that. It's very clear since Brad tree living has come in that Brendan Shanahan's motivation is to keep this team in a similar type place as they have been, which is at the top of the standings in the regular season and then roll the dice in the playoffs. It's very clear that being a part of the greater Maple Leaf sports entertainment conglomerate, the priority is to ensure that this team is a top tier regular season team. And then we'll see what happens in the playoffs. It's, it's very, very, very clear that that's the case. And while I do find certain elements of that frustrating, I get it. And I think that they're they're scared to go back to the to the like how many years did we watch this team where oh, they were on and didn't make the playoffs, right? And so you you've said that a bunch of times in your rant. You're like, this is a good team that makes the playoffs every year. And like, do you really want to throw that away? And so I, that's, I I mean, that is like that's not a horrible like way to look at business, to be honest with you. No. Like I mean, I, I it's it's so dumb because we come on here, like. After Game Three against Florida, like or Game Four, whatever it was, I was absolutely livid. <laughs> yeah. Like I was so done with this hockey team. But guess what? It it goes away. Yeah. Like it, it goes away, and then they they go into the off season. They sign a bunch of players that you think are gonna help them potentially get over the hump. But I mean, I think you can look at the Blue Jays even like that. Talk about a team that that um kind of made roster decisions in the off season based on kind of like what happened in their two game playoff against Seattle. Like, look at the way it's kind of burning them like right now, you know, like they went out and got some more speed, some better defense, some quote unquote, better pitching, like yeah. things that win you games in the playoffs. Now they can't cash any base runners. Yeah, and they were another team that were kind of similar to the Leafs. Like Man, this team can't play defense. They can't pitch, but holy shit, can they do they have power? Can they score runs? And now it's like they go out and kind of build like a playoff style roster. Now they can't score a goddamn run. Yep. Yeah. So it's swept like swept by the Red Sox again. It's just like work like I, I think it would be interesting. The the best point I've heard about this, it's like, what if Dubis did stay? Then like what would have happened? Like what would have someone been moved at some point? I think the fact that a new guy's come in with a different perspective has kind of just made it kind of like run it back in a way because he has his own ideas. I don't know how much Shani's pulling the strings, but like maybe true living's coming in here. He's like, "This is a better team than I had in Calgary. Like why are we, why are we blowing this up? Like maybe I could add this, add that. And, but us fans like I, I've had enough of watching Mitch Marner act like a complete idiot in the playoffs. So well, it's- and I, I also I'll I'll be honest and fully transparent here. I I think the decision to re- retain Sheldon Keith is a chicken shit decision. I don't like it at all. I agree. I, I thought, don't like yeah, it at all. I, I think it's a chicken shit decision. I don't buy at all into this narrative of well he's got bullets in the chamber. It's like no he doesn't. Like you could have brought it. It's then it's him and a coach and he fires the coach when the time times are. Oh, there's nobody out there. Claude Julian's out there. He doesn't have a job. There's any like how many, yeah, like yeah like, like, yeah, like, look like look what, at what the are we Ron doing like I just think the I just there's think, no former players I just like. think you've seen enough of how Sheldon Keith coaches that it's it's like yeah. especially when you're bringing back the same core players yeah. it's like we like you've seen enough of how this guy operates like this dude went into the second round last year and still didn't have a solidified lineup that he liked like he changed it every yeah. night. It's gonna just stroll in the dressing room being like I have a new boss. Yeah, I know. It's, I have a new attitude. Yeah. All the yeah. core players are gonna look at this guy and look at this idiot. Yeah. I think like, I think Oh, it's a, you got a new boss. I think it's a stupid decision. Yeah. And I think I do. I think it's a stupid decision. And yeah, I understand we, that like Brad Tree Living, like had that's just sort of like, but I don't believe that this that the decision, maybe I'm wrong here, and maybe you and I are just drinking too much Tree Living Kool-Aid, but I don't believe that the decision to retain Sheldon Keefe was solely Brad Tree Living's decision. I think it was Brendan Shanahan's decision. I think Brendan Shanahan was like, we'd like to keep this guy. We don't want to fire another coach. Well, there was the whole, someone brought this up today on the fan that like every coach has been like fired in the city of Toronto. Like everyone in MLSC, every coach has been fired or something. I don't yeah. know. I, I, I mean, if you look at it on paper, John keefe has been a phenomenal coach yes. like in the regular season. He's got a great record. Yeah, his record, his like points percentage since he's taken over is like tops all time, I feel like. So I mean on paper it really just makes it like why would you fire him in a way, but it's like we've seen the way things have gone on here as as fans. And it's like, I, I, we talked, we talked about it the last time we did a podcast. Like I, I would like a new voice in that dressing room, to be honest with you. Like it's, I mean, I guess we'll see what happens. But like, I know if I was a player and I didn't like that guy, and all of a sudden like he had a new boss and he came in and he thought he could like bring in a new attitude. I just look at him and be like, "You're you're you're a goof." Buddy. I know. I and I just think you've seen enough of him. Yeah. Now to I've, know what he is. I'm over and it. And yeah, I'm over it too. Yeah. I think it was I think it was a that's that's the way I describe it. It's a chicken shit decision. Yeah. Yeah. I'm proposing that we start a new segment on next year's <laughs> podcast where we pick our favorite Blue Jackets soundbite of the week. <laughs> there he is. Back behind, back behind the podium, answering questions. Oh my God! Just in the most secluded, yeah. I thought I thought protected market of all time. I thought it was an unbelievable city with unbelievable fans and a, a great hockey town. I miss him. Uh, how do you think? How oh God, do you think, I miss this guy. How do you think Patrick Lyonnais is gonna like? <laughs> how do you think him and Patrick Lyonnais are gonna get along? You know what? I I've missed this guy. Uh, well, I, I don't miss, miss him behind guy. the bench. I miss no. his I miss his I miss his this <laughs> outrageous ego. Yeah, I miss his isms. I miss his Mike Babcock I isms, I tuned man. in. I tuned in. I was like I got to watch this. Yeah. And I watched like hey, a few dude, minutes of guy's ago. been sitting at home just cash and checks and laughing laugh <laughs> to the, the bank, bank man yeah i know oh <laughs> god i love that he's back god i love this man. yeah and it's random eh? it's hilarious it's, but it's funny like you you see him you see him up there sitting beside uh uh yarmo keke and you're like okay i get this like i i understand yeah. like yarmo and babs sat down and we're like we're we Yarmo's the same guy who brought in torts and then he didn't even fire torts torts left. Just think about, think about how long his leaf contract was. And if he actually like played. like it's like he got fired 10 years ago. I know. I know it is like his term, like just Just came up. Yeah. They had to wait till July 1st to announce it because he, they had to wait for his leaf deal to expire. Here's what we know about Mike Babcock. If you have rookies in your lineup, don't hire him. Well, if they, you have a bunch of veterans in your lineup, hire them. Well, they just drafted Fantilli. Like that's well, I mean like uh, to me like he, Fantilli seems like his type of player to be honest with you, but it's Well, and you got you got two you got two guys there who I don't think are going to like who are already like Johnny, Gaudreau. Johnny Gaudreau and Pat Laine are like are you kidding me? Like we yeah. just got rid of Tortorella and now we're bringing in Babcock? Yeah. Oh. oh, yeah. So I'm proposing Boy. we start a new our Blue Jackets soundbite of the week, and we'll play it live, and just sit and have a good laugh at Babs. Yeah, I love Babs. Right, love buddy. it, guys. Hilarious. We've been going. We've been going almost an hour here. We had a lot to talk and get through. Um, yeah. So we'll be back whenever. Like I said, whenever there's a big trade, if whenever one of these guys ends up signing, if they don't end up signing. And it's just counting down until mid-September when we're back full-time training camp opens. Oh, here we go again. Here we go again. And they've done just when you think oh, you're yeah. out. They've done enough. They pull you back in. Me in yeah. baby. Oh, yeah. All you had to say to me was Tyler Bertuzzi, and I'm all the way back. What are you going to do, though? Like, boy, like, you got to, we're watching it. We got to watch every game anyway. So you got to get yourself fired up. Like, what are we going to do? boycott them? Like No, no we're not hate those fans are like i gave up on that team 10 years ago like (laughs) Like, now you got married you couldn't watch the games anymore shut up yeah oh thanks everyone for checking us out if you like what you see hit that like and subscribe button below as i said earlier throughout the off season episodes are less frequent but as we get into the season we'll be hammering two a week like we did last year oh yeah so getting roasted on tiktok all over again so spread the word tell your friends we really appreciate it we will see you guys when we see you and ways to optimize your body and your mind. Check us out on Apple, Spotify, the Fountain App, and at naturalmanpodcast.com. Come on, let's go go. to the Blue Hotel. hotel. I I want to live at the Blue Hotel.